Hey everyone, it's Anil from Live, Breathe, Believe. 2020 was filled with adversity that tested and challenged all of us across mind, body, and soul. As we enter 2021, how do we reflect, extract, and apply lessons that we've learned? It's a powerful moment and opportunity to see what we can bring with us. I am joined by Frederick Samantha, an experienced professional coach and close friend based in Zurich. We explore and share several self-reflections, experiencing new forms of travel, appreciating people, saving money, improving our health, as well as getting back to basics, just for example, quality sleep. As a result, we agree that one can feed their own curiosity and apply a bit of trial and error to enable us to open our eyes to new or existing behaviors and practices. Visit us on Live, Breathe, Believe. You can watch this video on YouTube or here on our podcast. Enjoy. Hey, Fred, how you doing? Hey, Anil, doing good. So, um, Fred, 2020, tough year, hand over heart. Um, an expression, hindsight is 2020. I think no one will ever want to use again. <laughs> When it comes to this past year, and as we prepare for 2021, um, I'm kind of thinking there are some things that I want to make sure that I jot down, reflect on, and bring into 2021. Um, what are your thoughts? And then we'll take it from there. I think that's a great topic. Uh, in 2020, everyone was forced to change something, and it's been more voluntary or more hardship. Um, and hopefully we can just uh, start with ourselves and what we general, genuinely felt and what we can genuinely learn. A big topic for me has been travel. Mm. I've been in two minds about travel for the last few years in terms of the environmental impact. And uh, the, the joy of travel has also kind of come and gone. Mm -hmm. And so it was very interesting to be forced basically not to travel this whole year. And uh, it made me realize that I'm very happy here in Zurich where I live and I could make the most of it. Um, I made an effort to, to reach out people, to people really across the world as I was spending this spring here home alone. And um, so maybe, maybe that's the first topic. Something about not actually missing travel as much. Uh, as I might have feared, because I managed to make the best of what I had here mm -hmm. and really feel like I've done something for the environment as well that, you know, maybe we summarize or, or then bring the discussion into 2021. But that, that's my, one of my top reflections for 2020. I, so I, uh, I, I totally agree with you. What's, what's fascinating for me on that one is I'm a frequent flyer hog. I love racking up my kilometers, my miles, so I can basically get to that next level of status, so I can then get the benefits that genuinely, grand scheme of things, don't mean much, but when you are traveling, it's nice to have. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, I agree with you. I, you know, I did make a trip this past year. Um, I flew to Mallorca, um, and I'm, I'm actually struggling to think of other trips I took. I'm actually about to leave next week to go back home uh, to see my family, my nephew, my sister. But you're right, mate. I think... Um, what was brilliant about this year was I actually, I had been taking for granted traveling around just England. And there's so many cool things I saw. My girlfriend got me to do my first country walk. 
Um, I went to the Cotswolds for the first time. Um, and, and I'm just like, there's this, when we were permitted to travel outside of lockdown. Yeah. And just, you know, it, the staycation, I think has a new meaning. And so, yeah, I agree as someone who's, who's that frequent flyer hog, I agree with you. I actually am kind of grateful that the, the footprint um, on the carbon footprint was, was actually minimal was low versus what it normally is every year. I try to make a couple of international flights. And so I agree with you, mate. I think if we just start with that, I think that's, uh, I'm, I'm kind of keen to see in 2021, I, I won't lie. I do want to make up travel. I want to go back to the U S I want to go to Australia. I want to go to South Africa. I want to fly. I actually want to come to Switzerland. So what, what's going to be your take? Do you think that in 2021 you're going to travel more, less or the same? I would actually like to travel less, not less than 2020, because that's mm-hmm. going to be impossible. Sure. <laughs> but, but to do it in a different way, mm-hmm. um, to enjoy the place I live, a bit like you mentioned with the hiking and the Cotswold and this kind of thing. Similarly, in Switzerland, there's so much to do. And uh, to explore that and also to appreciate the people I'm doing it with, I think that's a big thing. I had some very simple parties this year of, you know, just a few people sitting around talking because that's all we're allowed to do or like uh, three people dancing in the living room. You know, it actually works too. So we can make a lot of it if we're forced to. So that's something that I'm going to try to bring with me even when I don't have to. Staycation, as you said, local exploration, local events, dancing in the living room with a couple of friends is, uh, I'm not going to say it was just as good as any dance floor because I like dancing and I like loud music, but uh, it was something. It was great. You know, you can have wonderful evenings and wonderful holidays without that much, without going that far, without spending that much money, which has been another huge benefit. The amount of money I've saved this year uh, has been very uh, big positive. So you brought up, so we talked first about travel. I think the second is about appreciating people and the third money. I actually wanted on appreciating people. I thought 2020 was a tough year to actually show appreciation to people, um, at least at the start. And I think it only got better and better as the year went on because you were finding ways to communicate with people, whether it was a a Zoom call, FaceTime, um, a regular analog call, uh, or, or a walk, a simple walk along a canal or in a park just to catch up with someone clearly socially distanced. But I think how we, how I learned to appreciate people in my life in 2020 is definitely something I want to take into 2021. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, it's, there was a moment maybe uh, two, three months ago, I thought I was a crap friend. You know, I'm like, I'm not seeing my friends. I'm not in touch with them as much. And I went for a bike ride with one of them. And I said to him, I said, you know, what, I'm, I'm sorry, I lost touch with you. I, I really feel I want to do a better job. And believe it or not, we have done a better job, you know, whether it's, you know, instead of texting, we, this can be a simple phone call and then having a chat about things. So I I fully agree with you. I think appreciating people, either you travel with, or you do things with dance floor in the living room or a walk in the park. I think you're right. We have to, we should take how we appreciate people uh, into 2021. And that makes me think that it challenges us to open up a little bit more. Because if there is a lot of external entertainment, you can have a lot of fun without talking that much, you know, without going that deep. But if you're sitting just two people, three, four, uh, 
just on a on a picnic blanket or on a park bench it probably only works i mean if if uh, people are just like super entertaining or or if you open up and if you say those kind of things like how can i be a better friend or something like that i don't know it it even makes me cringe just saying it but it can be i think it can work a lot of the time i find that when i do open up and say those things and uh, when I'm more straightforward and how I build relationships, like wh- wh- what can we get out of this? What can I do for you? Uh, it's very, it can be very healing. It can be very fun. It can be very empowering. I agree. And I, and I, and I, I think the opening up a bit more in a small group, I do feel it's allowed us to be a bit more intimate. I know we don't like this, you know, group of six thing and three household, like all that, all these rules, but in a way you're able to now have, and I, I genuinely now reflect on it, you know, conversations with my girlfriend, um, one-to-one dinners, movies, but then we go out for a beer with another couple and just have a nice chat. So it's, it's more intimate. It's more, you can't, as opposed to if you have a massive group, sometimes the conversation is so surface, you never really get to know people and really understand them and what makes them tick. And I, I agree. I, I remember conversations and on a blanket and, you know, uh, Primrose Hill, uh, watching the sunset, just it, really nice. So I agree with you, mate. It's, yeah. um, definitely something that we need to find a way to, you know, you don't need a hundred people for your party. Uh, but, I, I, the third one that you brought up is just on how you save money. Um, talk to me about that, Fred. What does that mean for you from what you learned to what you're going to take into 2021? It's about doing more with less. Mm-hmm. The simple things. If you're, sitting on a park bench with one or two people that you really enjoy their company and you're having a good conversation about something, it's uh, heartwarming. It's fun. It's very emotionally engaging. Isn't that often all we need? Would you then say, or if you have a simple meal, but you have that conversation and you have that camaraderie or that love, does an expensive meal or expensive booze or something like that really make it that much better? Maybe we, you know, focus on the wrong things by thinking we need to do certain things and show certain things. You know, here in Switzerland, the shops are closed on Sunday. So sometimes if someone comes over on a Sunday, it's like, yeah, I didn't have time to go shopping. So, you know, <laughs> you get a cup of coffee. Hope that's okay. I, but I love that because I think in the past, we normally would go shopping and like, hey, let's go shopping together. And you're walking and you're not really engrossing conversation in each other you're like hey what do you think about this and and you're having a light banter as you're kind of, but you're not really focused on the conversation um mm-hmm. and, and I, I agree with you i think it's it's also yeah you're kind of like ooh, let's uh let's go to a nice restaurant and and you know just to, I, it, I think if anything going to a nice restaurant in 2020 meant more because it's like i can actually go and do this it's 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 not a i'm not taking it for granted it's actually um it's uh it's a boon yeah, yeah uh and so you appreciate it um but then it's equally as nice just to hey crack open a bottle of wine and order some delivery and just have a nice take in and just have you know watch a movie you don't need to go to the cinema so to speak so it's it's yep, interesting yep. how you're right we don't need to spend money in order to connect with people or connect with ourselves or or feel good as much as retail therapy is there <laughs> and digital sales i think have shown that in the last nine months that people are still buying but I think it's, it's how we spend and appreciating where we put that spend. Absolutely. So what else did you learn in 2020? So health. Um, 
I definitely learned about making sure that my health continues to be a, 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 an absolute priority. So I normally do triathlons. I do a couple of events a year with my buddies. It's a way for us to, you know, um, appreciate my friends and, and to travel athleisure, uh, sorry, uh, athletic tourism, as I like to call it. Mm. But I think, you know, my health in terms of, you know, maintaining my runs, my indoor training, um, my, 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 my weightlifting, you know, or my you know, own body training was absolutely important. And kind of with that cooking more, learning some new recipes, um, something that we've talked about, you know, drinking more water, just making sure that this bottle is full as I'm sitting and working throughout the day, staring at a screen. So the health, health was definitely important for me. Uh, and I want to make sure that, uh, I take those gains and what I've learned about it into, into the next year. Yeah. What you about you? You a pretty tough lockdown in the UK where you weren't allowed to exercise outside all that you wanted or? Well, we, I, I'd say we were definitely far more fortunate than folks in probably France and right. Italy and other where you couldn't leave like a kilometer radius of, of your, of your residence. Um, at least in London, um, in the back half of the year, you could go out for a run. Uh, you weren't limited to the hour that you could work out. You weren't limited to who you, you know, people you could be with when you're working out outside, going for a ride, going for a run. So we definitely were far more fortunate um, in the back half of the year. Uh, and that was super important to me is, you mm -hmm. know, um, I, I struggle sometimes in, in crap weather to go out for a bike ride on the weekend with, the, with, my, with my buddies. Um, but, you know, again, when you can get that opportunity to do it, it's uh, I think we were in a far better place to do that in London than we were or in the UK than we were probably on, in mainland Europe. Yeah. Switzerland also had quite a humane lockdown. So it was similar. So we were allowed outside for, for all the uh, exercise and so on. Um, I also got some kettlebells and TRX. That was like the best yeah. investment yeah. I made in, in 2020. Simple home exercise equipment that I took some time and some expert advice on how to use properly to, to get some exercises and to, to give me that first push. And then I was able to do it on my own. And, and those two pieces of equipment uh, gave me so much. And really, as I think you were saying as well, made this a good year actually for health. I, I mean, 100%. I mean, uh, I work for Nike and obviously we saw Nike you know, running sales and all these sales kind of going through the roof and people were still wanting to be active. And I mean, if you look at Amazon in the first lockdown, um, I think kettlebells were hard to find resistance bands, TRXs, they were all sold out. Um, Peloton and folks, people were buying bikes and treadmills for their home. So I'm actually kind of keen to see what happens in 2021. You know, when you don't have the commute to work to and from, that's time in the morning freed up to, to meditate or to, to exercise. If you don't have to be at your office, you can go for a walk outside with your kids. You can go for a walk. I think I, I do, I'm, I'm kind of curious, I'm keen to see how people take their health and all this equipment they bought into, into 2021. Uh, are people going to go back to gyms? Are they going to go back to yeah. reduced training because, you know, they, the time their commute may not allow it. Um, I really hope that I and others keep training and, and, and their health um, top of mind uh, yeah. going into 2021. One thing I found challenging, not for me personally, but sometimes when I talk to people, so we both made the home uh, exercise thing work. Mm -hmm. Um, but I was hearing a lot of excuses that, you know, oh, my gym is closed, so I can't do it and this kind of thing. So rather than making the most of what we did have, uh, I heard a lot of complaints about what was not possible. And it made me think of this conversation we have, like I had to resist the urge to, to lecture someone, but I did still want to help them, you know, 
that maybe they just didn't want to. So maybe mm. that's okay. Or, or maybe they were genuinely looking for, for a solution to like, well, what, what's wrong with a home workout? It's cheaper. It's more time efficient. You can even split it up into like smaller workouts throughout the day. You know, there's so many things you can do when you're working from home and uh, have the home workout equipment. You know, with folks that I had those chats with, um, I just, I kind of said to them, I just tried to use myself as an example and just said, look, I adapted and I stayed motivated. Um, and I, I've heard stories of people as well who were like, oh, but I can't go in and do my squat rack or my deadlifts or my this or my CrossFit. And I'm like, but you know, if you're, if, if again, it's, if the joy is in exercise or being healthy or, you know, you will find, you know, where there's a will, there's a way. And, um, how you stay motivated is up to you, how you adapt to, you know, doing, instead of doing, um, again, that's what I was joking. I'm, you know, TRX and, you know, um, that you're using your own body weight, you know, and that is, can be as effective. It may not be as massive as squatting mm -hmm. racks, but I think finding alternatives I think is really key. And I think this is where we had to be a bit, uh, um, mindful of that in 2020 is how do we adapt and find, you know, opportunities to do what we want to do yep. um, when it comes to training. Um, but yeah, it, so again, rather than telling them what to do, I think it's more of a, Hey, this is what I've done. And hopefully me sharing what I've done can, can help you come up with ideas on how you can do something similar or that, that absolutely makes sense for you. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah man. Um, anything else that you think uh, you want to take into 2021 from what you learned this year? Mm. I think it was also possible uh, the the theme that's developing for me is kind of back to basics. Mm -hmm. It does take something. I don't want to say it's easy, but it, it was possible to get that exercise at home. And then I'm also thinking about sleep, that having more time at home for me and for a few other people I spoke to, it was possible to, to experiment with different habits, what time to wake up, what time to go to bed, uh, whether to have a nap in the afternoon. Like some of these things came, became possible to, to experiment with. And I think it's great to experiment with the basics. So mm -hmm. I've been doing that with, with sleep, for example. And um, hopefully it's a simple thing because I think there's nothing that can replace sleep. There's nothing else you can do. Maybe if you eat a bit more, you can exercise a bit more. And, you know, there's kind of a trade-off. But with sleep, I really don't think there's a trade-off. I don't think there's anything else you can do. Um, yeah. So I would approach that. And I have approached it with, like, a spirit of curiosity to experiment, to, to write down how I feel after I've, you know, depending on when I've gone to bed um, and tr trying different things out. I agree. I, um, I think I've, I've, I've noticed that hey, when you don't have to wake up for that commute. Okay. Now, by the way, we're, you've, you've got kids. I don't have kids. So let me approach this from my perspective of someone that doesn't have the kids. Right. Cause I can respect and appreciate people who have newborns or toddlers or, you know, they're getting up at the crack of dawn, if not earlier to, to look after their kids. And so sleep for them may vary. They may actually, from the number of babies I've heard that have been had this year, people are probably learning a lot about how the importance of sleep that they're going to want to hopefully catch up with in 2021. But I am, um, I noticed myself personally that, okay, I want my alarm to go off every day at 630 and I want to be in bed by 11. 
And I want to say by and large, I did that, but ironically, or not even ironically, that's the wrong word. I was able to do that on weekends because you're not going out for those late nights to the bars, mm, the clubs. Yeah, yeah. So suddenly now you're like, what is it like waking up after a fresh night of sleep, nearly five, six, seven days a week, um, having a bit of a routine and finding a new routine. I like how you said it, different habits. So I used to wake up in the morning and the first thing I do is I'd watch YouTube. No, got rid of that. Would read the paper for 30 minutes uh, or a blink, you know, or, or a book, or, you know, and then I'm like, okay, I want to make my coffee. And then I'm like, but I, I noticed though that there were times where I started to work at eight and then there were times I started to work at nine. Um, there were times at night I would turn on the laptop and start working and I'm like, nope, nope, nope. You got to stop and go to bed. Uh, stop watching TV and go to bed because it's almost like finding new ways of staying awake, but then making sure you've got the commitment to go to bed and to get a good night's sleep. Uh, and I, I, so I agree with you. It's, yeah, it, it is yeah, a funny yeah. one. Sleep is critical and how we experimented with that this past year will be interesting in terms of how we do it similar or different next yeah, year. I've made so many mistakes when it comes to sleep. One is conflating not being able to sleep with actually being able to stay awake. So I'm doing a lot of things to kind of keep myself awake. And then I'm complaining that I can't fall asleep. That doesn't make any sense because no. I didn't really try. And the same thing goes for coffee. I used to drink an insane amount of coffee and then complain that I couldn't sleep. And, you know, anyone could look at this and say, like, you know what you're doing. <laughs> if you're but you've really given up coffee, coffee, right? For, or you, yeah, I have. Yeah, more or yeah. Less. yeah, yeah. Ironic. I'm the opposite. I've uh, gained an absolute appreciation and love for coffee. So something I love doing is uh, there's a guy that now makes coffee just up the road. We visit him uh, two, three times a week and like, we talk coffee and he, you know, shares the new packs and beans. Amazing. Yeah. So like, but it's still limited to just the one. So I am trying to make sure I don't let that interrupt my sleep. Exactly. I mean, I think coffee is great. It, it tastes great on certain days. It's a beautiful thing. But then what I wouldn't allow myself to do is also complain that I can't sleep. Because then I should at least try, you know, to identify what I'm doing that's working against the things that I want to change. So, I, I mean, I used to be delusional, right, in terms of, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds familiar. In terms of what I was doing that. and what I, the results I expected. No, it's fair. I think that the main thing is, you know, we, we, we were, if anything, we were making excuses. We had no excuses in the last, you know, let's say six to 12 months to not get a good night's sleep. I think yeah, there are yeah. enough reasons and opportunities to, again, if you don't have kids, you don't have other, like, let's say um, priorities or, or uh, things that you're looking after to, to kind of get in the way of getting a healthy night's sleep. So I, I, I fully there, agree. there are two things I wanted to say about that, because I feel like, as we talked about before, I don't want to tell anyone what to do or something like that, but it, there's a big difference. If it's possible to approach something uh, with curiosity and as an experiment, for me, that's the key to, yeah. to doing anything, to just say, like, you can get ideas from other people, you can get ideas from yourself, and just say, I'm going to try that, and make it into something fun, and see how it works, and maybe do it together with a friend. Like, let's try not drinking coffee for two weeks. Let's try going into bed and closing our eyes at 10. Let's see what happens. And you learn so much from doing an experiment with lifestyle and with your body compared to thinking. I, I did it with fasting too. It was not this year, but previously, uh, you know, I thought it was going to go a certain way and it went a totally different way. And only experimentation and trial, ideally with curiosity, can open that up and can lead to those insights. You I can't think your way through that. 
No, you can't. I, I think, you know, so I think that's, that's absolutely critical, mate. I think what you learn is that, that curiosity and experimentation when it comes to trying something, um, not necessarily taking what someone says as like, okay, this is, this is uh, scripture. Like you need to follow it word for word. You almost make it your own. Um, and if you, if you are able to, yeah, buddy up with someone and say, let's give it, let's get, it's almost like a book club, right? It's like, Hey, what do yeah, you think yeah. about that book? It's like, mm-hmm. Hey, what do you think about like giving up coffee for a week? Or I once did that with a buddy of mine. We gave up alcohol for four months and I kid you awesome. not. We were like, how did you feel? He's like, mate, like a fog's been lifted and you feel just absolutely yeah, amazing. Yeah. And we both lost weight. So it's like, a, and to, to your point, that's why I, I don't think it's about telling people what to do, but it's like, Hey, let me live by my example and let me share my experience. And if something sticks for me, cool. And if it sticks for someone else, great, but it's, you don't necessarily, exactly. have, it, it's I just finding that. Right. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta find that happy medium. Um, yeah, and yeah. make it work for you rather than thinking you need to adopt and, it. And then I think what, what might've happened is you go back to drinking alcohol, but you do it in a different way. You have a new appreciation for what it feels like to spend mm-hmm. four months sober. Uh, I, when I did that, I realized kind of how quickly I was drinking Mm-hmm. Uh, and and so after a period of not drinking i was drinking much more slowly and thoughtfully and and i was thinking much more about you know maybe these next few days i shouldn't drink or maybe um you know depending on what i'm doing the next day it was more kind of calibrated and more thoughtful i i think um I'm, and i'm not going to use this as a moment to recap and and uh and, and kind of take what we've discussed fred but what what we shared in terms of just the five things. So we talked about travel. We talked about appreciating people. We talked about spend. We talked about health, and we talked about back to basics, specifically sleep. But then we also kind of explored um, just how we can experiment. You know, drinking caffeine, alcohol, certain foods, certain sleeping habits. I think it's, and I love how you said it. It's how do we learn from it and have a new appreciation for it and then take that with us into the next year because it was a tough year but there there's there were silver linings and i think it's you know if, if folks can just take the moment over the next couple of weeks to say hey you know what did i try out what did i do differently this year um something we may not have captured here that may be relevant for them how are you learning from it what new appreciation for it are you going to take with you into 2021 and uh continue to celebrate that habit, that ritual, that new approach to, to, to drinking. I will say this hand over heart, giving up alcohol was, was easy after a bit. I will not give up red wine. I love my red wine and I have Amazing. a new appreciation for it. So you're absolutely right. Sometimes when you lose things, you gain a new appreciation for it. And I think 2020 has definitely taught us that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a great summary. Cheers, man. Well, Hey, Fred, as always, pleasure. Thank you again for your time. Um, look forward to our next chat. Thank you. Thanks for listening, folks. Feel free to share the link with uh, your friends and family and subscribe. Look forward to the next time. Until then, big hugs and heaps of love. This is Anil. Take care.